welcome to uh this week's episode of uh pick yeah there you go picking and putting dr z here with liberty bill from the uh south Charlotte liberty bill uh cub chicago bear studios and uh i'm here from the attic and uh today we're kind of kind of celebrate uh the packers <laughs> and their last week and how they've done things you got any shout outs billy yeah i actually will give a shout out to mr justin fields welcome welcome to the party my friend yeah that's pretty good i i mean i i think he's uh he's gonna be just fine uh, he showed up yeah i got a couple shout outs i was giving a shout out to jordan love for suffering through what he's had to do the last week who knows you know i don't know how about his family getting the last row seats i've just gone invisible on youtube here so let me see Uh, if i can turn on the invisible man over there yeah there i go i'm back i'm back i like that i like that invisible man stuff yeah the other two i got a couple other ones one was curly lambo and we'll get into we'll get into why him and then of course the twosome that I think represent two major league sports in the best way possible, and they should be living together, Kyrie Irving and Odell Beckham Jr. I, I, <laughs> I think they're two of a feather, and you should put them on the same team and put them in Calgary or something because uh, it'll be interesting to see who Odell signs with, but that's my – Well, that's it's 8.04 Eastern on November 10th, and Odell still hasn't been signed, so – We'll go into that. Who do you think he'll who do you think he'll uh land with? Um I don't know who really wants him to be well, like uh, the Packers should want him, but he's just the personality you have to deal with doesn't match the talent anymore. And he's yeah. constantly hurt. And really the Browns offense is better with him off the field and there's a large enough sample to say that so yeah he'll end up with some kind of a contender maybe the cardinals or seahawks the nfc west is so difficult but i don't see the packers getting them actually they got enough divas in that locker room well they were picking him the only reason they said the packers might be the place is because with the quarterback being such a diva you know he's got control of the locker room and nobody's going to say otherwise you know, they threw out, they threw, you're right. They threw out Seattle and they threw out, uh, they threw out new England and I'm going, yeah, I don't see if maybe if Brady was still there, but not. Yeah. You know, not with Mac Jones. He's doing yeah. just fine right yeah. now. You don't need to mess with Yeah. So I, I mean, I think the only, I mean, Seattle would work except there, if he wants to go somewhere with a chance, that's not it this year. No, so I, I mean, I kind of feel like it's, green bay or bust so you know who knows i don't i don't really care where he goes so anyways you we were thinking about the quarterbacks like you well that's an interesting thing so um sam darnold with the carolina panthers has gone wow. on ir and i i feel he has a fractured clavicle which is or an, i don't mean clavicle scapula which is your your backbone you know when you f- pull your shoulders back it's back there and i just i actually uh kind of feel sorry for the kid you know i i, I don't know what his future is i kind of get the feeling it's like it's like uh, they say well first of all i gotta say that southern cal is the death knell of 
college quarterbacks outside or pro quarterbacks outside of Carson uh, Palmer. Who else has had success that's come out of there and they've all been drafted high? None of them. Not lately. No. I mean, probably the highest, most successful is butt fumble. And um, yeah, and he flamed out pretty quickly. He's a pretty good analyst, though. He's doing some NFL games now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, very, like he's I like him too. He's very good. And I and I don't think he was a bad pro quarterback. I do think that's a whole thing, a whole nother thing when these guys get drafted and they go to such you can actually take a kid who could probably develop into a good quarterback and kill him in the first three years, you know? Yep. Um, Unless they're Justin Fields, then I think they can overcome just about anything. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Well, what, who do you, so I heard you, you talking to me about who would be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers on September 1st, 2022. And that'll be an interesting call because uh, I was listening to, you know, Hair God, the, you know, the, the, the ESPN uh, draft analyst. Oh, Mel Kuyper? Yeah, Mel. And Mel was going, well, he, he's got his number one. He said they're about five or six. And he's got his number one being that the, the highest that he had him going, any quarterback would be 18th or 19th, uh, which I don't believe. I'll believe somebody will go higher. Quarterbacks always go higher. They always do. But he was picking the kid from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And, um, you know, he mentioned, uh, Sam Howell. He mentioned, um, the kid from Oklahoma, although he's still an underclassman. Who's the, um, Oh, I'm blanking on who it is. Um, but there are about four or five guys, but they're all kind of, eh, you know, not like last year when you had Trevor Lawrence and fields and then Mac Jones, Last year was the time to strike. Yeah, well, I think I think if you got a good if you got a, a t- the good part about that for any of those kids is they're not likely to go so high that they're going to get put out to fry. Wherever they go, they're probably going to be, you know, not the man. Although you never know. I don't know how that would work out. So, you know, so you wanted to get into talking about Aaron diva i think he's coming here coming here yeah i think he's and so is Devonte adams i think they're both coming here to carolina yep nah i yep. well well i because... think they're coming here they're gonna trade all their picks they're gonna trade brian burns they'll trade dj Moore. they'll trade everything to get to get yeah but for a, for a short fix you mean because of the owner yeah the owner i mean he's out of control he brought in teddy bridgewater you you knew who teddy bridgewater was he's fine but he's not a franchise quarterback you got rid of him after a year you brought in a worse guy that you spent even more on in terms of draft picks i mean i think tepper is just gonna insert himself and say whatever it takes to get rogers it sounds like that's what they were going to do for watson but i don't think watson's going to be available and i think russell wilson's going to the dolphins he wants to be in a major market like he's married to that pop star so i think russell wilson's going to miami and rogers is coming here i got aaron Rodgers going to denver they're going to try to get him for sure yeah well because that's you know peyton and that's what uh 
Elway, Elway's a quarterback of that ilk. It just, that just seems like a better fit. I mean, I could see the Panthers going after him or, or the Houston boy, but I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be surprised if he gets to play in the league anytime soon. No, I, 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 it doesn't seem like it. Um, I mean, if you had, if you have one, one thing out there that you can deal with, I'll buy it, but you know, what is it? 20 civil suits. Yeah. It's, it's a very high number. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to play. So you got Wilson and Rogers moving. And then, like you said, really no slam dunk, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, none of those guys. And I feel like Tepper is just willing to empty the vault and do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. Well, what do you think? What do you think about, uh, uh, Aaron's uh, immunization. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason his family doesn't associate with him. He's been acting real weird lately. You know, the pandemic's changed people, and I think he's gotten real weird because he didn't have any friends or family to hang out with, so he just spent a lot of time on the internet. Apparently, now he's good friends with Joe Rogan. He's that was my favorite line of the whole thing was my new good friend Joe Rogan. And that was in response. They asked him, what doctors, what medical people have you spoken with? And he kind of went on and then he goes, but my, I did speak with my new good friend, Joe Rogan. Not who you ought to be getting medical advice from, in my opinion. Well, I like that he keeps going on the, on the old, was it Cincinnati guy that the really funny guy radio podcast show um oh mcafee yeah yeah mcafee's in a tank top like Uh, yeah he's going on with mcafee and that's his uh that's his uh where he does his press releases well i think yeah i hear you i think one of the 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 part about this it's sad is this has been going on for a year you know before the season ever started and then the nfl is totally in bed with with it every bit as much as the packers because if you remember at the beginning of COVID, um, was it the Saints or who lost a draft pick over this stuff? What yeah, all this all of a sudden now it's totally they got a, fine. Well, they got a half million dollar fine, lost a six round draft pick, something like that. So they find him fourteen thousand five hundred and they find the uh, uh, the team, I think three hundred. Yep. And that's it. And, and obviously, uh, they didn't adhere to protocols, whatever the NFL protocols were. Not that he wasn't, you know, he had apparently done all this and appealed to them, but, you know, then he went to the Halloween party and they got pictures of him. He's not wearing a mask and he's. Well, and you know how much his absence impacted the spread against the Chiefs? No. Oh, well, six so, points. It yeah. went from the Chiefs favored by a half point to the Chiefs favored by six and a half. So that's where I was sitting. I was laughing watching the game because that probably cost them the number one seed in his last year with the Packers. Yeah. So you don't get a buy anymore. And you're probably going to have to play in Tampa now if you want to go to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that, that really screwed him up. Well, and you know what else? He, he, um, um, I heard that he actually, you know, had COVID. In other words, yeah. he was, he wasn't feeling too well this week. So he may, in fact, not necessarily play this Sunday. Yeah, because uh, you have to. He has to uh, test on Saturday, and he could play. Of course, he could play Sunday. He doesn't have to 
you know, know anything. He can zoom the play, the playbook. Oh yeah. Yeah. All that. So he doesn't need to work out necessarily. He can do that at home on a bike or whatever, but there's been guys that have been tested positive on Tuesday or Wednesday, but they're vaccinated. So then as long as you test negative twice by Sunday, you're good to go. But well, for they, Rogers, he was out 10 days. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think because he actually truly had COVID. Yeah. I mean, he didn't just test positive because, you know, a lot of people test positive and either they've had it or, you know, and there are some false positives and, you know, all that kind of thing. And, and then the way they'll do their protocol, obviously, is they test every day. So whenever he tested positive, they, they'll test every day, you know, boom, boom, boom. And, and then, of course, like you said, coming towards the end of the week, they'll, you know, it was the same thing back when John Rahm tested at uh, the yep. Memorial Golf Tournament. And there were, at that time, there were two kinds of tests, you know, an antigen test and this quick test. The quick test literally takes less than 10 minutes. The other one takes about 24 hours and actually goes to a lab. Um, and back then they were, you know, they, my argument then was, well, if they did a quick test, like all the athletic teams do, was positive, did they go ahead and do the other and follow up to that before they told him, okay, you can't play tomorrow. And I guess they did on him. Um, now, I don't know the, the case with Aaron Rodgers at all, but. They probably gave him 10 tests to make sure they were all positive. Yeah. I, That's well, a six-point swing on the spread. Well, I think, as they said earlier, he, he probably now is, uh, his handlers and stuff have said, you know, I heard the statement came out as, okay, I'm not here to be a political activist. I'm just here to play football. It's a little late for that, my friend. Yeah. Well, State Farm, State Farm's hanging in there with them. They're kind of the Nike of insurance companies right now. Yeah, they're hedging their bets because they didn't. They normally air like if you sat and watched football all day, you'd see them like ten times. Right. But they only showed one. Yeah. So they're what, kind of playing it right down the middle. Because those that's ads, their those, PR strategy. Well, because those ads are a big hit you know, between him and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I get it, but you know, yeah, and Pat Mahomes isn't playing well. It's crazy. All their, all these defenses are doing to him is putting two safeties back and they're doubling Tyreek Hill and doubling Kelsey. They don't have it. Now that Sammy Watkins is gone, they don't have anyone else to throw to. And Mahomes is bored. You know, he's not like a Brady. He's not very good in the pocket. He's actually at his best when he's improvising and doing stuff off the play sheet. So it's really interesting to see how these defenses adjust and the Chiefs are. I mean, I still wouldn't bet against them. I, if anybody's going to turn it around, it's going to be Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey yeah. and Tyreek Hill, but they are really struggling. Well, it's like you said, They, for me, if you'd asked me, that's the biggest surprise so far because – we all thought we had kind of a one of those little three to four year mini dynasties going on mm -hmm. there because I mean they look like the old uh, um, uh, you know, St. Louis Rams from years yeah back. yeah you know the greatest show on turf Kurt and, Warner yeah Kurt Warner and they were they were they just were unstoppable and that's the way that Kansas City looked and uh, yeah I'm with you I just don't. But you know, everybody now in in the NFL, everybody looks susceptible. Susceptible now. I mean, I mm -hmm. I had my Super Bowl picks back. If you go back and look at our show back in the summer, 
I picked the Rams against Buffalo. I guess I'll still stick with that. Um, but Buffalo looked awful this last game, losing to Jacksonville. Yeah. So I don't know what, you know. Um, they didn't show up to that one. Uh, yeah. Total total trap game. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the problem with the NFL. You, you, you got to, you know, I mean, I went to the game on Sunday locally in Charlotte, and it was like watching paint dry. I mean, oh, it, it yeah. was absolutely just you go and I'm paying to sit here. This is crazy. So some of those teams just go out some some weeks. They had a bad week. You know, they argued with their wife or who knows what. <laughs> but, you know, they had a they it just didn't it didn't work. So, yeah, I can't wait. The Bears are on a bye, But I mean, Fields, these last two weeks, he's coming. And their next game is against Lamar and the Ravens. So that yeah, could like be a preview of the next decade of dom dominant quarterbacks. I mean, you know what's crazy? They're not even calling designed runs for fields. This is all him passing the ball. They haven't even added that layer yet. Yeah, he was I, the number one graded quarterback in the NFL this week. Number yeah, he, one. Yeah, well, he was the MVP of that game, even though they lost. He was, he was the best player on the field that entire second half. And there, yeah. there's a couple Hall of Famers on that Steelers defense. T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, those guys will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, what did you think about that, that penalty? I thought that penalty was a joke. I think the NFL's got to go back and reassess the uh, taunting penalty. Because the way that penalty looked to me is the ref, the, okay, the guy celebrated, which they're allowed to do. The taunting aspect was he went over about five steps and looked at the Pittsburgh sideline like, I got you. But then when he ran back, the referee backed into him and bumped yeah, him. Yeah, that was weird. That, that was, was weird. just weird. It was almost like he initiated so he could throw the flag. I don't know. Well, my tinfoil hat theory on these rules that the NFL does, like this taunting rule, is Goodell wants people to talk about his game on Tuesday and Wednesday. And the best way for sports shows to fill time is stuff like this taunting rule. So that's my tinfoil hat. Honestly, the Bears player at this point in the season, they've been calling it all year. After the play, go over to your sideline. What do you, I, I get that he used to play for the Saints. They cut him. So, I, or the Steelers, the Steelers cut him. So, I get that he's all fired up, but just go to your sideline, dude. You don't need to do the karate kick and yell well, at him and all that. Well, I mean, it's just like it's, they went, they've gone full fledged the other way. I mean, it's, oh, they're complete hypocrites and the rule is totally subjective. It's not, the officials already have too much on their plate. And to add something completely stupid like this, I mean, the NFL's in the wrong here, but that said, it's week nine. They've been calling this stuff. Get back well, on the sidelines, dude. But, but it's the same way with celebration in college and targeting. The celebration thing in college is just total BS. These are 18 to 20 year olds and they're excited. Yep. And you should let, you know, when they go over and chest bump and then the ref, the ref who's in the end zone always stands and watches the guy, make sure, you know, he's not doing it. Let him celebrate. You know, well, I, just, I think you could have a very clear rule. You're not allowed to stand over someone and like, yes, and, 
And I, I think that's a clear line and that's it. That's the rule. Anything else? If you want to like, remember Joe Horn when he grabbed the old phone out of the, yeah, out of the, out of the, stuff yeah, and, that was pretty good. actually. And, you know, that stuff's fun. <laughs> you could work in some corporate sponsors, let them be creative. Yeah. Verizon. You know, whatever. You got the Lambo leap. You know, like how far is this going to go? Are they going to penalize a Packers player if he does the Lambo leap? I mean, uh, I mean, well, well, that's the point. But, but in college, I've been, see, I go to, I go to enough college games that the, they do call them more. Well, their equivalent is the taunting, taunting rule. Okay. They call Mm -hmm. the celebration rule, which is just crazy, especially there. If you, in and of itself. Yeah. Let the kids celebrate. I'm tired of that one. But, so they should just eliminate that, barring taunting, like you said. And, and they very rarely are doing the standing over. They're just running over their, you know, running over and going crazy when a guy intercepts it and whatever. But the other one is the 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 uh, targeting, and and when you're in the stadium, for example, I was there at the Wake Forest North Carolina game, and they you know, you didn't even know what they were looking at. Somebody had scored or something. And then all of a sudden the the ref says, we're reviewing the play. And you're going, what are they reviewing? The guy ran untouched and they were reviewing for targeting. And then he says, oh, there was no targeting. But my point to this was, okay, kids are taught now and enough, no helm to helmet and all that stuff. A lot of these are just hard hits with, you know, shoulder into the upper chest area and stuff. And if they want to call personal foul, 15 yards, but what the way, fine. But the way they've got it right now is that if they call that and throw the flag, personal foul, and they call possible targeting and they go with it, then the kid's eliminated from the game and it's 15 yards. If he, if, if they decide it's not targeting and it's just a strong hit or, you know, a nasty hit, they pick up the flag and I still think, okay, you can have personal foul for, for that without throwing the kid out of the game and then say, okay, if it happens twice, you're out, Yep. but they throw them out of the game, you know, in the first quarter and stuff. I just, you know, I understand what they should do. It's similar. So the NBA for ejections for arguing, if you get a certain number of them in the course of a season, you get suspended for a game. That's what they should do. If you get yes. seven targeted targeting penalties, we have a problem here. You're headhunting. You're going to sit a game. But, yeah, it's, it, it affects a lot. And then in the second half, if they get kicked out, they got to sit out the first half of the next game too, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think that's crazy. Well, yeah. to answer that question, Bill Lambert wouldn't have played half the season if that was <laughs> The bad boys. <laughs> I love the bad boys. The bad boys. I mean, it would – well, change the subject right off the top here. What do you think about I I was, uh, you know, this year in college football is just crazy. So these rankings they have are just, they are so hard pushed to keep the name programs, you know, oh, Alabama, God. Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, especially, Oklahoma. especially that one. Oh, the one that's killed. So, in the, in the rankings that are out right now, I don't have any problem with how they've got the top five, okay? They moved them up, Michigan State lost. But 
they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State, and they both have one loss, and the two of them played head-to-head, Michigan State beat them. So how can you put Michigan ahead of Michigan Why State? Why play the games? Because Why they, even play them? Well, because they lost their game a week later. Come on. And, Why play the games? And Ohio State is ranked one behind Oregon because Which Oregon beat them, beat them head-to-head, yeah. and that's fine. But in, in the, And they, you know, everybody wants to – worry about Cincinnati. Well, where Cincinnati is right now at five, as far as I'm concerned, they're kind of, I, here's the one that gets me. The way I see it playing out is I see, I see Alabama losing. I heard them sure. talk about, well, a two, a two loss Alabama could be the first playoff team with two losses. I'm going, that's, that's why they put them up there. That's, that's exactly why that's, they put them up there. To that start. would be total bullshit. Sorry, yep. folks. Yeah. It I mean, because that's why they did it. Well, my hope there is that Auburn gets them and it becomes a moot point, and then the Georgia gets them and they get three losses. But I, I honestly believe that Georgia probably will beat them. But don't be surprised; they, they're, they're, they've got some weakness too, and I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. They really Auburn, do. Auburn Their offensive could, line is down. You could end up Auburn getting them, and they could end up Texas A&M against Georgia. So if who Bo knows? Nicks- you know, for Auburn, it go, as their quarterback goes, they go. He has some real high highs and some real low lows. Well, I mean, that could happen. And the and the you know the Big Ten, Oregon, Oregon, I don't trust. Um, like somebody said, I think Oregon could lose to. Oh no, Oregon, according with, to the analytics, is number seventeen. They They're could only lose, up there because they beat Ohio State. Well, yeah, and I, you know, I think they could lose to Washington State. I also think they probably would will lose to Utah. And then you got, so they lose, they're out. Ohio State is going to have, you know, Ohio State has Purdue and they got Michigan State and then they got Michigan. Now, and then the run, Big Ten Championship. And they got the Big Iowa. Ten. Yeah. Well, so if they run those tables, then they just, they, they, they're, they're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Okay. So that's clearly. not, that's not arguable. Yeah. That's not a debate. Um, now, the only way that ends up is if they cannibalize each other. So Which let's say, happen. you know, Ohio State would, lose to Michigan state and then beat Michigan and, you know, and who the hell knows what the numbers are about who goes, where, when that happens. And then the other one is, is that's still undefeated is you forget about is Oklahoma. Now they finished their last three games. They've got, um, Bedlam. Well, they got Oklahoma state and they've also got Iowa state who's not ranked, but, they're they're not they're kind of like the Purdue of the Big Twelve. Iowa State is number six in the analytics. Really, number six in the nation. Yeah, that guy can coach. Yep. Yeah, they've had some fluky stuff. They Iowa beat them on a bunch of interceptions and fumbles and all this stuff. Well, they they've got one other they've got one other game. They're uh, with a ranked team. I'm um I'm just blanking, but uh, they just kicked Texas's ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. Anyways, it'll be fun to see if if I go had... Cincinnati. I really would love to see him. Just give him a shot. Let him play Georgia. Right now, right now, I'm betting. Um, if I'm putting my money down, I'm putting putting down my two cents. I'm going Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. That would be good. Well, that you would know... be o- Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Cincinnati, Georgia. Yep. And you know, Cincinnati lost by a field goal to Georgia in the last the bowl game. Exactly. That would be a nice way to tie the bow around that. Tie the bow and, you know, around. Oklahoma Spencer Rattler 
was supposed to be the number one pick. He got benched. And now this Caleb Williams is performing like the best quarterback in the nation. So Spencer yeah. Rattler, that's going to be a nice find for somebody in the transfer portal. Well, I was just going to say, there goes the transfer portal, baby. Yeah. I hope Iowa backs up the truck. Let's get him some sponsorship, get him some deals. Let's get Spencer Rattler in town. Well, that's like I kept telling you when, when uh, Sam Howell's stock has dropped a little bit with North Carolina this year. You know, they start out the year, he's going to be a Heisman. And I've seen him for the three years, and he's a good quarterback. And I said, you know, I could see him coming back for a senior year because he's he's really enjoying it. Yeah. They're, going be, they're going to be better next year. Yep. But the kid who's behind him is the May brother. Drake Drake is the, is the brother of – his dad played at North Carolina and his brother played on the national championship basketball team a couple of years ago, hit the shot, you know, the three – Drake May. Yeah, well, he hit the uh, uh, that three pointer against what was it, Kentucky or whoever the hell it was. I yeah, 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 Kentucky. Yep. But um, anyways, you know, he was originally, I think, signed to go to Alabama and then yep. switched. You know, that's where that's where the coaches. I heard I heard uh, Mac Brown talk about that, and it's really interesting. He says, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about college basketball and how the whole routine has changed with this um transfer portal and he said now you have to manage your players with that in mind so for example you have to one of the ways they try to manage that with the linemen and stuff is put everybody in rotations where everybody gets to play in other words you you know you keep shifting in linemen freshman linemen everybody's playing everybody's getting some some reps so that you can keep as many guys happy as you can and you're still going to lose guys so you know what i love about the recruiting change they did in college football they moved up the initial signing day to december 15th it used to be february yeah so now you pretty much the guys end their season in november and they wrap up where they're going to go by before the holidays. And I think you get a lot less nefarious stuff when you just get it done, move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It used to be, used to be. Yeah. Well, and think about this, the way it changed it, it, there were guys who, if you took a junior college transfer or something, you were kind of seen as a, a, yeah. coach, a coach that was a little, uh, sleazy or whatever you know not anymore well not you know anymore. who really opened it up in my eyes was when russell wilson went from nc state to wisconsin yeah right that was kind of the first one where it was like whoa because wisconsin always had these shitty quarterbacks yeah and then russell wilson comes in and it's like oh wow that's that's what that looks like well here's the other thing how many of these kids well my god i mean joe burrow He's sitting on the bench in, in, in Ohio and yep. at Ohio state, and he ends up, you know, number one draft pick and national champion. At and LSU. he looks the part now in the NFL here in year two. He, he really does. He looks like the real deal. Well, you know, Mitchell Trubisky was Mr. Ohio football. And then he didn't get recruited by Ohio state. So that's how he's fedora, Larry fedora snuck up there and, and got Mr. Ohio football to come to North Carolina because he didn't get to go to his dream school. And then, and then he sat on the bench here and then he finally played him his junior year. And he, you know, he, 
then he everybody saw that he was pro you know had pro characteristic size and arm and stuff and so then that was the whole argument he only played seven games how do we know you know how do we know what he is and stuff that mark my words on that one he's the backup in buffalo and he will be a starter next year they will use him next? as great they will use not him because as, of injury no trade bait he'll just be not because of injury he'll be someone straight up starter yeah no i don't think so I don't oh i no, i think do i think oh i do i think hey bill you need to look at his statistics for the last year he was with chicago they weren't bad his his completion rate was 70 percent, and he had like 14 touchdowns and five interceptions or something i put that all on your crappy coach and stuff i don't put that on the oh he's know. not helping no but I'll, I'll tell you one little thing but it's a big thing in terms of the difference between mitch and justin fields Mitch would, and this would always piss me off. He would always run out of bounds. Like he would be in shotgun and rolling out. And instead of just throwing the ball away, he would run out of bounds and lose like three or four yards. And that really matters. He did it all the time. Fields is just, he's just such in command. He has so much confidence. He's not just Mitch is just, Oh, oh what's going on? But you know on? what? Oh, that, that, some of that stuff is, is their national personality and some of it can be coached. I mean, that's the same thing you watch with Darnold. Darnold now just looks like a scared 18 year old. Uh, yeah. He's done. And he will and, never start another NFL game. No, I can he's, assure you. Right. He's probably he's, a Ryan Fitzpatrick candidate. You know, he'll, he'll be somebody's backup because he, because he can be. Um, but that's back to the statistical stuff you talk about. If, if you if you throw few interceptions and have a seventy percent completion rate in college, and go to the pros, versus a guy who's got a fifty eight percent completion rate and ten interceptions in college, it probably doesn't get better in the pros. Nope. And that's that's what nope. Sam Darnold was. And fumbles too. Fumbles yeah. are the sticky most. And Darnold fumbles all the time too. Yeah. So oh, that really that was a really bad idea they had with that. They should have just kept Teddy. Whatever. Yeah, well, Teddy's going to be somewhere else next year. Even yeah, he will, he will. You know, but, some, but maybe him, maybe him and Trubisky will battle for a starting job somewhere. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, you 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 get to that in Houston. Houston, I could see Trubisky and Teddy Bridgewater battling for the Houston, Houston Texans. Yeah, well, Houston's going to have to do something. They 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 are hoping. They're not going to get a whole lot for that guy because none of that's going to, the smoke's not going to clear quick enough yeah. for them to say, Oh, we'll trade him in with 10 first round picks. They're not going to either the smoke won't clear or he'll be suspended. Yes. Yeah. That that's the only two outcomes I see at this point. He'll be like the old running back in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd even be like a whole year suspension or something. Who well, knows? that's what I mean. That's, that's what I see. So they won't be able to get anything. No, they won't get anything. He may get back someday, but they won't get anything for him. They'll just have to re- cut bait and run and move on, you know. So we'll see. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about, Bill? Oh, I just hope the Packer fans enjoy QB purgatory because I think we're due in Chicago. We got a guy, and I think the Packers for the next 30 years are going to be stuck without a QB, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, they've had two generational quarterbacks in a row, so they're kind of spoiled that way. They're I mean, that's that thing with Aaron, and you see my name here. I'm Rick Aaron Zollinger for this week's show. But, uh, you know, 
you can't just R-E-L-A-X on this one, uh, Mr. Rogers. I mean, this the problem I had with the whole thing is not that he didn't get vaccinated. And you, you know, that's his body and he's, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. If he's following protocol, I, what I had a problem was, was he tried to be cute and he, he lied. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, he just flat out lied. I'm immunized. I've been immunized. Well, he did do some holistic stuff, whatever, but he saw Miss Cleo. Yeah. I don't know what he did, but, but, (laughs) <laughs> yeah he saw joe rogan but anyways that's you know it is what it is i tell you that is a great place to go though in terms of an nfl stadium all most of them are pretty corporate kind of blah but lambeau field is legit and it's all fans it's all crazy hardcore green bay pack they're they're you know there there are a few stadiums now Not in kansas city i bet i was like gonna that. say yeah. well i'll tell you i'll tell you kansas city Cleveland, um, Seattle. Well, Cleveland's is yeah. a new stadium though. The, it's the setting is good on the lake, but it's a new. It's not the old Cleveland stadium. But Seattle is. is new Orleans what, seems crazy. Yeah, but I'm talking about just the the ambiance, like behind me, the ambiance of the stadium. Uh, you're right. To me, if I had to pick the two, I'd say Arrowhead and, and Green Bay, yep. and then I'd put Seattle in there. Uh, and, and believe it or not, unique as the stadium is Gillette. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a yeah. know, quirky stadium with the wind out of the one corner and, you know, open stuff. But you know, now that you're building these billion dollar palaces like Jerry World and stuff, SoFi, I mean, you know, that's all cool, but, but it's just like baseball. You lose something when you, yep. when you, when you, you know, tear those down. I mean, yep. That's where college football fills the gap because you can still get the pageantry and the tradition and all that there. And I don't think that's going to change. I think they'll just keep maintaining the old stadiums. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Well, they, they just, in today's world, like when you look at these stadiums, I mean, Cincinnati's playing in Nippert stadium, which was built in like 1920 Ohio stadium, the big house, they just come around and they'll build, they'll build like, I remember at Florida state, the way they remodeled and built, like if you see the Packers here where they have all the luxury boxes added up on top, what they did at Florida state was they made a lot of it uh, within, within the stadium classrooms. So when they remodeled on the outside with brick and made it really pretty and built the stadium up, they put classrooms there so they could use state money. It's really smart. actually. Yeah. Really and, I'm, smart. and they all do that you know ohio stadium used to have dormitories in the stadium i don't know what they have there now but i'm sure they have classes athletic classes and stuff and then they you know that's that's a way to shift state funds to the development of your stadium so who the heck knows anyways well i got a couple quotes for you so oh i forgot to tell you about curly lambo i want to throw that out for everybody he was the first coach of the packers and believe it or not, this stadium, and he founded the Packers in 1919. He played for them from 1919 to 1921. And then he was the coach until 1949, Curly Lambeau. And so, and he was, he was born in Green Bay, he lived there, died there. I mean, in Wisconsin, he was, he was a true, uh, true dyed in the wool original guy. 
And the quote I have from him, which I'm going to ask you, this is your trivia question of the day, and you'll be able to tell me, I'm sure. His quote was, let's act like champions. Let's practice like champions. Let's play like champions. Let's be champions. Can you tell me where that is? Where else would you, where else do you see that when you're watching college football? Alabama. No. Notre Dame, when they go out of their oh. tunnel, and they slap the wall. He's a Notre Dame grad. They oh, slap. I did remember, not know that. Remember that when they come down out yeah, of the tunnel, they, they slap the overhead and it says, play like a champion. Play like a champion today. Yeah, that's his quote. So that's Curly Lambeau. I didn't know that. That's a crazy connection. Yeah, there's a good connection. Then the other one I got is Lombardi. And this isn't much. He, he His quote was, teams don't do not go physically flat. They go mentally stale. <laughs> Lomb, you know, you know, Lombardi time is if you have a meeting at seven o'clock, Lombardi time is you get there at six fifty-five. Yeah. You get there early. Five minutes early. Guy was five minutes early to everything. Well, it's actually was, great advice. Well, I think that was kind of like, uh, um, uh, Belichick did something similar to that. And, um, you know, you better be there. You better be there early or you're in trouble. So Lombardi time. Well, it was fun, Billy. We'll get, we'll get, Oh, for all you folks out there, remember we're on all the, we're on all the platforms. We're on, you know, anywhere you want to look and we're on YouTube and uh, be sure to come watch next week. Next we week. We got a big one next yeah, week. Next Special week. guest next week. Yeah. Next week we got Robert Carlson. Yep. who is uh we've said before we've had him on the show before he's friend of the show he was the uh order of merit in the like 2008 uh, which means the leading money winner on the european tour but this past Ryder cup he was the vice captain along yep. with Padraig, and uh it'll be really fun to get the inside of what what goes on about who they pick, how they get the teams, the camaraderie, the ping pong in the team room. I'm really excited to hear his uh, take on, on how much fun that is and how it goes down. The, uh, literally an inside story coming at you live next yeah. week. So we're going to talk about the Ryder cup and he came from the losing side. So we'll probably get a, a pretty good Swedish view on that. So uh, look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for giving here, being here. Me and Billy picking and putting. We enjoyed having you, and we'll see you again next week. Have a good week. See you, Billy. Enjoy those Justin Fields highlights, everybody. <laughs> yeah, baby. See you later.